welcome back to Angels Anonymous, the podcast. I'm Vanessa. Angels Anonymous is a health and spirituality podcast hosted by myself. I'm 24 years old. I used to be a professional dancer in college doing all the things. Now I'm a yoga instructor and an integrative health coach in recovery from weed addiction, love addiction, Uh, I'm a recovering people pleaser, recovering Catholic. I'm recovering from life, honestly. And in this podcast, I share vulnerably about my struggles with addiction to pretty much anything and everything, including the things I just said, body image, food, relationships, comparison, and so much more. The list goes on. Through an open-minded perspective, my hope is to explain how you can overcome your struggles and finally feel like you're enough. Today's episode is the wrap-up of season one. There is 11 episodes, season one, 111. You know me and my angel numbers. I love a good angel number. Yeah, so the reason why I'm wrapping up is because I'm going on a social media hiatus. Not only am I getting off of Instagram or deleting them, the apps from my phone, I currently have Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest counts according to my therapist, but I'm getting off of social media starting the end of Tuesday. And my plan is to deactivate my accounts so I can find no loopholes on how to get a hold of my social media accounts because God knows that I will either go on my computer or whatever. But I'll dive into why, how I came to this conclusion, what I'm hoping to get out of it. And, um, why this time feels different because I've gone on social media hiatuses before. But I posted on my Instagram story earlier this week, if y'all wanted to hear a podcast about envy, jealousy, inner child stuff, social media, and all of that ties together in the final wrap-up episode, which is today's. So I'm going to dive deep and tell you about first personally what's been going on in my life, how I've came to this conclusion that a social media break is what I need and where I plan to go from here or yeah, just all the details. So today's episode is, I don't know what I'm going to call it. (laughs) It's about envy, jealousy, inner child work, taking a social media hiatus, a life update, all the things. The first thing I want to start with is how I'm doing in my recovery right now, and I've been struggling. I, when I went home to visit my family for the week, I'm usually the person that puts everyone else on the back burner to prioritize myself because I know if I don't put myself first, if I don't fill my own cup, I'm not going to be a peach to be around, and I'm also... I have to prioritize my recovery. I have to do something for my recovery every single day, spiritually, physically, like I have to do something. And when I went home, because there's so much going on with my family right now, my sister has breast cancer, there's a lot more uh, behind closed doors, and I just felt like I wanted to support and sacrifice my time or my selfishness, which I don't think being selfish is selfish, but like change the way that I normally react, which is, nope, I have to do this. I have a call. I have this. I have a meeting. I have to go here. I have to go there. And then my family ends up not really seeing me a whole lot. So I wanted to be present with my family and focus on them. And while that was beneficial for me in some ways, um, I got to spend a lot of quality time with my niece. I think my family felt like I was more present and just around more. I am suffering from the effects of that now which is like a week a week two weeks later because I didn't go to a sober meeting in over a week I didn't go to church that week I didn't go I didn't do yoga I was working from home and spending time with family and I now feel like I'm closer to a relapse than I ever have been. I've been thinking about and fantasizing drugs more than I ever have been. And the beauty of what's going on is helping me realize that I'm more vulnerable than I ever thought I was. And I'm still in this newborn phase of sobriety. And it's scary. It's really scary to think about all the work that I've done And the other day I was at a photo shoot and they had alcohol there and I told my roommate, I'm like, isn't it so weird to think that I could literally just pick up this bottle and take a drink and just because it's alcohol, I would ruin 
almost 11 months of progress. Isn't that just weird? Like it's a simple decision of drinking something or not drinking something or smoking something or not smoking something. And that one decision, that one sip, that one drink is the determining factor, that one smoke is the determining factor of if I'm sober or not and could erase not erase like not put me back at ground zero because I've grown as much as I've grown but like it would start my time clock over of how much actual sober time I have as far as consecutive days in a row and the fact that my brain's even thinking about that is a little alarming I've also been fantasizing uh tripping and molly and shrooms and the fact that I never got to try LSD I went out this weekend and uh, someone was talking about ayahuasca and I was asking them about it and I'm like I think I want to try that someday and I know a lot of people do ayahuasca to like heal from things like addiction depression anxiety all that but then I hear people talk in AA meetings and say that the high from any drug isn't even comparable to the high that they have have now being sober and the high that they have from being connected to their higher power. They live in a spiritual realm. That's their whole life because they're not being pulled down. Their vibration isn't being lowered by the energy of substances. They're genuinely connected to their spirit in the highest possible way and their higher power and actively working to be the best version of themselves. And so... While life is not ever going to be all rainbows and butterflies, living in a spiritual realm and living as though every day is a miracle, every day that I'm sober is a miracle, it's a fucking miracle. And magic happens when we call on God, when we talk to him, when we initiate a relationship and actually ask for our for help from our angels, from our guides, from God, from whatever it is that you believe in. So Because I feel like I have been stagnant with my sobriety or I just wasn't putting it first, they, I mean, they fucking mean it when they say that you, it's a daily effort. Like just because I've gone to meetings this past year for almost every day doesn't mean that now I'm good. Like I've invested enough in my internal bank and I should be good for a while. No, it's genuinely like every 24 hours your sobriety is dependent on the spiritual condition of yourself in every moment. And yes, like obviously things do add up as far as how many meetings you go to and how much how much you talk to people and that does accumulate over time but you're really close to your next drink your next smoke no matter how much time you have if you're not practicing your recovery and following some sort of a program or have structure or people to talk to I don't believe there's one way to recover but if you don't prioritize it every single day it can slip faster than you could ever imagine and when I was out this weekend I was at a pregame Mind you, I'm around vaping a lot, like nicotine vapes, and I, like all the people that I was with, respected that I didn't drink, and all of a sudden this guy goes, do you vape? And before I could even decide if I wanted to or not, it was in my mouth and I hit it. I haven't touched nicotine in like the vape form or anything. I've done hookah a couple times, but I haven't touched that, like a vape, since I got sober and that was something that I used to really struggle with being addicted to that was a huge red flag for me I was like whoa how why am I doing this right now like it it genuinely felt like I was relapsing and then I hooked up with a guy this past weekend like someone that I wasn't even interested in at all I like thought he was cute at a glance but like there was no chemistry nothing and I think where my mindset was at And why I allowed it to happen was because I'm trying to practice being able to embody sexual energy and expressing myself in that way if I want to, being able to have a hookup if I want to. Now, I didn't have sex. And when I say hookup, I'm not talking about sex. Like, I'm very serious about not having sex if it's um, not someone that I'm in a relationship with. So that's where I'm at with that. And being sober helps a lot with that because you don't make that drunk mistake there's not as much blurred lines or like your what do they call it why can't I think of words your ability to decipher ability to make decisions I know there's a word for that um it's not coming to my head your inner reasoning and inner judgment goes out the window so luckily being sober I have all of that but 
clearly I was not in a great place. The fact that I just caved to hit a vape all of a sudden. So me and this guy are like making out at the club and I'm just like having fun dancing, twerking my ass off. And um, that was just like the vibe of the place. But even if it wasn't, who fucking cares? Because I can twerk wherever I want. But then he came home with me and I told him right off the bat, like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And he didn't respect it. Like he was very persistent and kept trying over and over again. I said, no, no, no. Like there is a lot of other opportunity to explore and have pleasure and have fun without having sex and (laughs) I I feel like I just need to say all this okay so after I orgasmed (laughs) I can't believe I don't know who listens to this podcast and I just pour my guts out on here okay after I orgasm, then I stop him. So I like I was somewhat enjoying it. But the fact that I had to say no over and over again and like physically push him away was very alarming. Luckily, it wasn't like a very aggressive situation. But I mean, his persistence was aggressive. It just wasn't like scary aggressive. You know what I mean? So I eventually finish off myself. I finish and it's not like I wasn't offering to do anything on my end. Like, I believe me, I was not just like sitting there doing nothing but clearly whatever I was doing wasn't good enough because he all he wanted was to have sex obviously it was very obvious in his actions so I finally sit up and I'm like you know what you are not respecting my boundaries whatsoever mind you I would have never said or done this if I was drunk I would have already been I would have already had sex and it would have been too late I would have never wanted to set that boundary and maybe even before I got sober even if I was sober when I was hooking up with someone I wouldn't have had the courage to say no because I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable or make them feel bad or go through the awkwardness of that moment of saying no and now that I'm where I'm at in my recovery and setting boundaries and whatever I was like you know what no This is not okay. I have said no multiple times. I need to go to the bathroom and then I'm going to drive you home. And then I go to the bathroom and in in my head while I'm in the bathroom, I'm like, the fuck? I am not driving this guy home. He's taking an Uber. So I get back in my room and I'm like, you need to Uber home. I'm not driving you. And he says sorry like hundreds of times. And I'm like, you know what? You can keep saying sorry if you want, but it's not okay. I don't hate you. I don't think you're a horrible person because he genuinely seemed very nice, very intelligent, very kind, but clearly his actions did not match up in the bedroom. And I said, the unfortunate part is as a woman, if I want to express myself in the way that I did, which mind you, I was completely sober and fully in my right mind, maybe not emotionally, but like substance wise, I was fully deciding that this is the way that I want it to be. I can dance. I can look sexy. I can wear a shirt with my boobs hanging out. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And that shouldn't mean that I'm ready to fuck. The implications or the assumptions that are made just because I'm expressing myself a certain way, it's so unfair as women. And I mean, I hate to even use unfair because like life's not fair kind of a thing, but it is at the same time. I don't know. The point I'm trying to get at is I've been challenging myself to be more sexually expressive, not in a trashy way, not in a desperate seeking like attention way, but just in a confident way because I feel like so many of the times I just dress like a boy. I put on a hoodie. I keep my hair up. I don't wear makeup. I don't. I go out in public and walk a certain way that's like more on the timid side. I don't really make eye contact with people. I'm like very timid in a lot of the areas of my life and I've been challenging myself to like be comfortable with drawing attention and expressing myself and being noticed in a room and that's okay and people are going to judge me either way so I might as well fucking shine my light and be the fullest expression of myself but I still don't really know what that fully looks like yet so I'm trying on a bunch of different ways of how I'm feeling and what I'm wanting for that night or that time period and like pushing myself out of my comfort zone too to be more confident and then I get bashed with like 
not being respected or, you know, wanting to have some fun. I haven't had a lot of physical action or activity since being sober. Um, A little bit here and there with some slip ups in, you know, trying to not date but encountering a couple men here or there. But I haven't had sex in over a year and I sure as hell wasn't about to do it with someone I've literally like, absolutely not. I don't even need to explain myself with that. It was an absolute fuck no like obviously not but he doesn't know me doesn't know my story so I'm sure he's just used to people doing that I don't know but I just told him it's really sad that I go out to enjoy myself this wasn't even my intention but I still like allowed you to have fun with me I didn't like stop it at the bar like I just we were having fun And I still wanted to have fun, like have him come home with me. I didn't even really want him to sleep over. So like this whole situation did me a favor because I probably would have like not kicked him out had he not been so like disrespectful. But the universe did a favor for me and I learned a lot along the way. But I just told him too, I'm like, this is a learning lesson for both of us. I shouldn't even have to have to do this. I should be able to say no at any time and be respected. Even if we had started having sex and then I changed my mind, like I should still be able to be respected no matter how drunk a guy is and no matter how excited he is, I should still be able to be respected. But it's hard to say that at the same time because Number one, I don't know what it feels like to be a guy and to like have the hormones that they do. And also there's such a stigma like I wonder if the shoe was on the other foot. I wonder if the roles were reversed and I was a girl who was really trying to pursue a guy and they said no. Like if I were to keep nagging and persisting, would that be looked at the same way? Would I still be coercing them? You know what I mean? I don't know. Going back to the whole life's not fair thing, like, yeah, for guys, life's not fair that you have to be the one to respect a woman's decisions because you do have more masculine energy a lot of the time. You you are stronger. You are physically bigger. There are a lot of stereotypes that fit most men's mold, I guess, and... I'm probably not talking about things correctly here, but this is just what's rolling off my tongue. The fact of the dynamic of like a girl can say no and a guy should respect it no matter how drunk he is. But like if a girl says yes, no matter how drunk she is, like that's not consent. I don't know. It's just like we're expecting guys when they're super drunk to be able to respect boundaries of mine when if I was fucked up I don't know if I was in his shoes and super fucked up like I don't know if I would respect boundaries is does that make sense I don't know that's just kind of what I'm pondering I don't want to pin him as the enemy but at the same time I'm not going to dismiss my experience and also um what I deserve and I deserve people to respect my boundaries so what I was going to say is I guess moving forward, my plan is to be as upfront and open about my intentions in any dynamic as soon as possible. And I might just preface it with like, I know this is early, but because of my experiences, I have to bring this up and I want to challenge myself to be a better communicator. That's what I'm really working on right now. One of the things I want you to know is like my intention is not to have sex. That's the last thing on my mind. I want to have fun here. I want to flirt. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm not looking for and if you cross my boundaries I will be out faster than you can blink and that's just how it is and you know be really straightforward because I don't want to get into those situations it could have been a lot worse it could have been dangerous he could have been physically forceful which he was to some degree but it, it, I wasn't scared I wasn't threatened I would just felt disrespected and pissed off and the other thing too is like I told him your learning lesson and if there's a guy out here listening to this podcast if a girl says no don't fucking question her period I guess this is a lesson for people in general, when someone says no, don't push them, okay? If someone decides something for themselves, respect their decision, period. That's all I want to say on that. So this weekend was really interesting. It illuminated some parts of myself hidden in the shadows that I was like, the fuck? I literally haven't seen this girl in I don't know how long. I just like really let loose and segueing into the whole social media thing. It's because I well, this is what I'm reasoning or thinking of is because I my inner addict knows that I'm about to cut off another one of my 
substances, which is social media. I have been cross-addicting, cross-using with social media since I got so, well, I shouldn't say that. I got off of social media. I took a probably six-month hiatus, I think from April until like 70-something days into my sobriety. Ever since I've been back on, while it has been somewhat intentional and while I have embodied and accomplished things that I've wanted to do and say for so fucking long and I needed to go through this chapter of like sharing and taking the role of a leader because I felt called to do it I can't even tell you how long like I've wanted to do a podcast for years and the fact that I can prove to myself that I've done it is just it's so fucking cool but more so than like my own accomplishment I have been able to connect with people and shared the depth of conversation that I've shared and the level of vulnerability and connection especially from this virtual community is I can't even describe the value it is unfucking believable and that makes it all worth it however the beauty that comes from social media, the deep connection, the soul tribe fam that we find, um, the access to information, the cool places I've found in Denver, the hikes, the, uh, you know, it's everything's at my fingertips is equally balanced out with darkness. And so my therapist told me like social media is so detrimental to mental health and blah, blah, blah. Sorry, therapist, if you're listening to this, that's not what you sound like. <laughs> I sound like a bitch, but I just interpreted it that way. It it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when she said social media is so detrimental to our mental health because I'm like in my brain thinking you don't know all the good that comes from it, but it's not good or bad. It's equal. And as much light as we see, there's also dark and as much darkness as there is as fucked up as it's made us and addicted to our phones and whatever. There's also the beauty, which is what I just described. Where I'm at personally struggling with it is the darkness has outweighed the light for me in this moment. I feel so disconnected to myself. I haven't been able to look within myself because of how distracting social media is. And the purpose of this chapter of my life right now is deep honesty. Like I really need to connect to what's deeply true for me and I need to take the time to sit with the parts of myself that I push under the rug. One of the biggest parts of myself that I push under the rug is my envy and my jealousy. And that results in me pushing the parts of myself under the rug um, that judges these parts. So not only am I am I pissed off about the envy and the jealousy and I reject that part of myself, I hate that version of myself, I push it under the rug, then I see the judgment that comes up and I judge those feelings and then I try to shove the judgment under the rug too. It's so common for people to push away negative emotions, but the longer we push them away, the longer it takes to embrace and self-correct what's happening in our body. The more connected I am on social media, the less connected I am to myself and to my inner child. Social media is a huge distraction from my inner child work that I'm doing. It's pushing me further away from who I really am. And what I'm realizing right now is all that matters is how I feel within myself. And I don't feel good within myself on social media at this moment. It doesn't mean that I don't feel good about the content I've been posting, about my podcast, about the people I've met, about this community. But the energy that I'm exuding behind it is like this jealous, desperate, clingy, anxious, I'm like scared to be with myself. And the second that I take time to be still, my brain starts thinking of TikTok ideas or real ideas or this constant need to keep up and to keep creating the next best thing. And it's fucking exhausting. I say this every time I go off social media. I still haven't figured out a way yet. And maybe it is just taking these breaks. But like I want to be able to balance having and loving and embracing a wave where I'm super creative and content is flowing like that was me in the early months of when I was really posting on my TikTok when I started my podcast I was just fucking on fire for sharing all the stuff that I've been learning and like that's been pent up inside me that I've just been waiting to sharing for months years and now I'm at a point where 
it's like, okay, we need to balance the phases of the dreaming process and the inspiring phase where we're thinking of the ideas, then embodying the creative phase where we're taking action on it and actually putting it into the 3D. So the thinking process, the inspiring like idea phase is think of that as the air element then the creative process the action the pursuing the creating in the 3d is the fire and then the celebration of the content that we've created or the idea that we've brought into the world or the business that we've started needs to be followed by a space of rest. We need to be able to embody the earth energy, grounding, pausing, taking a break, but in a world that says our worth is measured and our productivity, it's so easy to find a million excuses and reasons why I can't stop, why I can't take a day off, a week off. Social media is designed to be addictive. It is designed by people who are experts at creating gambling games. Everything with this app is intentional. From the way that likes come in on the social dilemma, I believe it goes into all of this, but I think they talk about how even the pause that happens when you open the app from when it pauses to when the likes show up like a millisecond later, like that gets your dopamine or like your um, hormones and receptors. I'm, I'm not a scientist or whatever, so I can't even describe what I'm trying to talk about. But basically, the reaction that goes off in your brain, it's the most effective to be addicted to the app in the way that they've designed it. They know what the fuck they're doing. The most valuable thing that we have is our attention. And so people literally make money off of our eyesight, where we're focusing our energy. I can't even believe that. That's so wild to think about. How much time my eyeballs are fixated on an app people are making money off of and so that's not the reason why I'm getting off but it's just something worth noting if you feel like you're hard on yourself for the fact that you can't take a day off or even when you delete your app you get it back the next day that's like me trying to quit weed one day and then like say I'm gonna be able to smoke it recreationally the next day like social media is an addiction I'm pretty sure it's actually like diagnosable now I definitely struggle with it just because you don't struggle with a weed addiction or alcohol or anything else but social media is your thing that you just can't find a balance with It's so common. I believe that we're all addicted to something. I believe we all struggle with addiction to some degree. Maybe that's not true, but I believe it is. And so this black and white thinking that addicts have can really come into play with social media. So the fact that your relationship might be black and white with social media, it's okay. But the question is, what the fuck do we do about it? I can sit here and say all I want that I'm going to take the weekends off and then I don't. I can sit here and say all I want that my hours are going to be from 9 to 5 and then they're not. And then I'm on my phone till 11 a.m., 3 a.m., however fucking long. And so I have to actually deactivate my accounts to get off. It's sad that it's gotten to that point, but I don't have another solution. And and someone else who doesn't struggle with addiction to social media in the same way could just say, you know, just take a break or whatever, or this is what I do. And while that might be helpful to some people, that's like trying to tell me with my weed addiction, you know, just don't own the weed. Just throw your stuff away and only smoke it around friends. Just only smoke on the weekends. Only smoke every other day. I have tried all of that and it makes me feel fucking insane. That's the same way that I feel with social media. So I have to get off right now because I feel so disconnected to myself. I need to reconnect with my inner child and give myself the chance to be with my whole self, to let myself be whole and seen. And the irony in that is I have been doing that openly on social media. I have been expressing myself openly. I have been letting myself be seen more than ever. And while that's beautiful and while that's so empowering and freeing for me and hopefully supporting other people in the process, I feel blind and disconnected to how I see myself because I'm not giving myself the time to be with myself, to sit in the anxiousness of the quiet present moment and move through the waves that come up. Silence after a whole day of social media or trying to take a break from social media makes me feel like I'm withdrawing. On the one hand, I feel like I'm the most authentic I've ever felt and been. And on the other hand, I feel like, who am I? 
because I don't have the space to actually question that because I fill every fucking space with social media. Even if I'm not posting, my brain's thinking about another TikTok idea in the shower instead of pondering the depth that is all of my emotions, my fear, the lessons that are coming up in my life. Because I haven't been able to give myself a break, I and because I'm always trying to create the next cool, beautiful, relevant, viral thing, I start to exude this desperate energy. You may or may not be able to feel it consciously, but on an energetic level, I know you can fucking feel it. And I feel it. It's not ever even about the type of content we post. It's the energy behind it. I can post something so simple and so stupid. But if my energy is in alignment, that shit will pop off. That has happened to me multiple times. I could post the most beautiful genius content with the most well thought out caption. And if my energy is desperate and anxious the engagement's going to be shit. I can see my energy reflect in my social media engagement as much as I should be able to catch it within myself before I see it in my social media. I can tell when I get stagnant or when I get into that desperate energy that I feel right now because my followers either keep going up and down and then going back to the same number or my stories start to get way less views or my posts have less likes like all of my engagement goes down and then I really know (laughs) it wouldn't be a podcast if there wasn't a burp at this point I really notice myself and my worth feel directly affected by that and it's just exhausting to feel like I'm exuding this desperate energy. I struggle with it on social media. I struggle with it with my confidence. I struggle with it with the way that I express my style, with relationships. Like I constantly struggle with and battle with this desperate side of me, this anxious side that just needs to be validated and loved. And I push that part of myself away so far and shove it so far under the rug that she's just like screaming for attention and help at this point. And the only one that can actually soothe that is myself and I believe God. So that's really what I need to get back to because when I'm desperate, I feel it so hard and it ends up pushing away everything that I truly want. My creativity plateaus, it's like pulling teeth to create a reel or a TikTok. But when I'm in that flow, all these good ideas come to me. And when I'm forcing things to happen or when I'm clinging on to an expectation of myself, it blocks out all of the room for magic to happen. I think everything that's behind what I'm struggling with is fear and my therapist and I pinned down a couple emotions that are underneath that and that is envy and jealousy. Envy and jealousy are not bad emotions. Let me just remind you that there are no bad emotions. There's no morality within emotions but because we were taught that growing up we're a bad girl if we cry or get angry or throw a fit It's hard for us to hold ourselves with these emotions and validate them and be like, it's okay to feel this way. Envy and jealousy are indicators. Everything that happens within us is meant to show us something. If I'm feeling jealous, I need to get really inquisitive and be like, what is going on here? Instead of hating myself for feeling jealous and feeling like I shouldn't be jealous or thinking I should be grateful for what I have, the gratitude comes when we actually peel everything back And as a result of understanding ourselves and what we're going through and sitting through that wave, actually sitting with it. How do you sit with it if you if you have access to social media and and our phone and all these different ways to just cope? I can turn off my anxiety in a second or any uncomfortable feeling I'm feeling in a second because of my phone and because of social media. It's Snapchat, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's Pinterest. Those are my main four. It's wild how fast I can shut an emotion off off and I don't want to do that. I want to be able to sit with it, face it, face the fear and move through it. And I preach about that all the time, but am I doing that? No, no, I'm not. I'm not looking at my jealousy. I'm not looking at my envy. So my therapist sent me a couple DBT handouts. I think they're DBT, some sort of skill building handouts on envy and jealousy. I'll start with envy. Some of the envy words or feelings are bitterness, uh, craving, discontented, dissatisfied, downhearted, longing, pettiness, resentment, and wishful. I relate to like 90% of those. 
<laughs> Prompting events for feeling envy include someone has something you really want or need but don't or can't have. Others get something you really want but you don't get it. Being around people who have more than you have. Someone you are competing with is more successful than you in an area important to you. Someone else gets credit for what you've done. You're alone while others are having fun. Someone appears to have everything. Someone gets positive recognition for something and you don't. Have you ever felt or experienced any of these? If yes, keep listening. (laughs) I don't know. The next thing is interpretations of events that prompt feelings of envy. Some of them include thinking you deserve what others have, thinking others have more than you, Thinking about how unfair it is that you have such a bad lot in life compared to others. Thinking you have been treated unfairly by life. Thinking you're unlucky, inferior, a failure, or mediocre in comparison to others whom you want to be like. Oh, fuck. That one hits. Let me say that one again. Thinking I am inferior, a failure, or mediocre in comparison to others who I want to be like. That is so what I'm struggling with right now. Another one is comparing yourself to others who have more than you. Yep. Comparing yourself to people who have characteristics that you wish you had. Oh, that one hits too. The confidence, the the, exactly what I was talking about earlier, the exuding sexual energy, like being everything that I'm not is all the characteristics I wish I had. And the other day my therapist was like, well, what's going well for you right now? Like, what are you grateful for? And I'm like, what the fuck isn't going well in my life? Like, I have a new job as a health coach that I love. I'm not going through a fucked up traumatic relationship right now. I have the space to be healing and working on myself. I have nothing and no one to take care of besides myself. I'm living in my dream state. I literally, I'm sober. Like, what the fuck else could I want for myself? And yet I still get to this petty level of envy where it's like, nothing's good enough all of the characteristics that I want I want right fucking now and I want to be everything and have everything and feel everything that I desire all at once it's like that's so unrealistic (sighs) okay rant over the last one of interpretation of events is thinking you are unappreciated biological changes and experiences of envy include muscle tightening teeth clamping together and mouth tightening that is me all the time my mouth is constantly tight my tongue is always on the roof of my mouth um feeling your face flush or get hot yep feeling rigidity in your body a pain in the pit of your stomach having the urge to get even hating the other person (laughs) my ex uh (laughs) sorry dude I don't hate you but sometimes I feel like I do wanting to hurt the other hurt people that you envy wanting the person or people you envy to lose what they have have bad luck or to be hurt yep that's like where the fuck is their bad karma I can totally relate to that um feeling pleasure when others experience failure or lose what they have why are other people's wins my losses and why are other people's losses my wins like that's some fucked shit that I don't want to admit that I struggle with but I do um feeling unhappy if another person experiences some good luck exactly what I just said feeling motivated to improve yourself um I always feel motivated to improve myself (laughs) well a lot of the time I do expressions and actions of envy doing everything you can to get what the other person has yep working a lot harder than you were to get what you want trying to improve yourself and your situation taking away or ruining what the other person has attacking or criticizing the other person How often are we talking shit about people to make ourselves get high off of their flaws? It's so fucked up. Gossip is actually so fucked up, but we're human. We all do it. It's just when you actually take a second to think about it and what we're doing and why we get such a high off of talking shit about someone or attacking or criticizing them either indirectly or actually telling them like what? Ew, I do not want to be that. 
Um, doing something to get even, doing something to make the other person fail or lose what he or she has, saying mean things about the other person or making the person look bad to others, trying to show the other person up, look better than the other person. Ugh, have you ever had someone do that to you where they're like in public, you can tell that they're trying to embarrass you or like say something stupid about you in front of someone else? After effects of envy, this is really what I need to pay attention to in this whole process of what I'm about to dive into with my therapist. Uh, The narrowing of attention, attending only to what others have that you don't. Ruminating when others have had more than you. Discounting what you do have. Not appreciating things you have or others do. Hold on. Discounting what you do have, not appreciating things you have or things others do for you. I relate to that so hard. I feel like I've, I feel so unappreciative lately and it's frustrating because I want to feel gratitude and mentally I'm like, good morning, God. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for my life. I'm so healthy. I have so much to be grateful for, but it's almost like it takes life being super shitty and like an absolute shit storm to happen in order for us to be grateful. Like why does the darkness bring up gratitude? And I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to need a storm or like some fucked shit happening in my life to be grateful. I want to feel it every day and it's a practice. So I really need to figure out what's holding me back from appreciating the things I have or the things others do for me. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media right now. It's just a distraction and I'm avoiding this next layer of work that I need to do and I my therapist was like we're going to get oh god burp we're gonna get so far in a month if you just take this month off like completely off so we'll see where I go I can't wait to share but I can't promise you too that I'm gonna be back after 30 days and ready to post again she was like you might end up wanting to stay off you might love it and I was like oh god don't say that I have so many people counting on me I have so many people that I'd want to like live up to uh their expectations of me and support them and continue to make a good impact on people and don't say that like that's scary but it could be the truth and you know you're gonna survive without me but it would be sad if I I don't know. It's just scary. It's scary to take a pause because then it's like, am I ever going to start it again? Like, is this podcast just going to go to shit? Am I never going to post again? No, that's not going to be the case. I just, I'm telling myself that it's not. Because I'm being intentional about this and taking a break right now, I am saving myself the burnout of completely running away. Like, I genuinely don't feel like I'm running away, but I feel like I'm empowering myself to take this choice. Like, I feel like I have a choice And I'm choosing it because I could have easily kept going with social media right now. Like I have enough ideas. I have enough whatever engagement to still keep me going. But like it's just not working for me right now. So I'm making this choice. Okay, that was enough of envy. I think I'm just going to skim over jealousy because I feel like it's kind of similar. Um, Jealousy words are cautious, clinging, defensive, fear of losing someone or something, possessive self-protective, suspicious, wary, watchful. I think jealousy comes up a lot for me when I'm in a relationship and not as much like envy is a lot more apparent when I'm single and jealousy comes up when I'm like in a relationship. It triggers that fear of losing something or someone. Um, Some prompting events for feeling jealous is an important relationship is threatened or in danger of being lost. A potential competitor pays attention to someone you love. Someone is threatening to take away important things in your life, is more attractive, outgoing, or self-confident than you. Um, Your partner tells you that he or she desires more alone time. Your partner appears to flirt with someone else. You find the person you love is having an affair with someone else. Like that, obviously, jealousy would come up. Interpretations of events that prompt feelings of jealousy. Believing that your partner does not care for you anymore. So remember, this is what we're interpreting. You are nothing to your partner. Your partner is going to leave you. Your partner is behaving inappropriately. You don't measure up to your peers. You deserve more than what you're receiving. Believing that you were cheated, no one cares about you, your rival is possessive and competitive, your rival is insecure, blah, blah, blah. Biological changes that happen with experiences of jealousy, breathlessness, fast heartbeat, choking sensation or lump in the throat, muscles tensing, 
teeth clenching, becoming suspicious of others, having injured pride, feelings of rejection, needing to be in control, feeling helpless, wanting to grasp or keep hold of what you have. Oh God, that one hits, wanting to grasp or keep hold of what you have, wanting to push away or eliminate your rival. Expressions and actions of jealousy, violent behavior or threats of violence towards a person threatening to take something away. Attempting to control the freedom of the person you're afraid of losing. Oh fuck, that one hits. Attempting to control the freedom of the person you're afraid of losing. Damn, I really experienced that in my my relationship with you know who verbal accusations of disloyalty and unfaithfulness spying on the person (laughs) you've all fucking done it you've all either snuck onto their phones or their computer or found their password or read their texts or interrogating them like demanding accounting of time or activities like what time were you here you were this you were that you were sketchy here sometimes maybe it's just like on our periods and we get weird but like we've all fucking been there this one really hits clinging enhanced dependency increased or excessive demonstrations of love oh they're calling me out hard fuck okay after effects of jealousy narrowing of attention seeing the worst in others being mistrustful across the board being hyper vigilant to threats to your relationships becoming isolated or withdrawn Holy, holy, that's some deep shit. And that's all the shit that I'm avoiding by being on social media and by looking for love in all the wrong places, which is everywhere but myself. And so in this next month, my intention is to really get deep Think about all of the fucking time I'm going to have to read more, to be with myself more, to journal more, to just be present, like not go on Snapchat, not go on Instagram, not go on TikTok when I'm at the, in the car at a stoplight. Like I just have to sit with my thoughts. I can't search someone. I can't look up something. I can't like it's going to require me to be a lot more present and just be okay with not having the immediate gratifications of having answers at my fingertips and like I'm not throwing my phone out the window so I can still go on Google and stuff but it's different than having Pinterest than having TikTok and it's going to be like withdrawing from drugs I guarantee you think about all the engagement that I get from posting as often as I do and the messages that I get and the worthiness and the validation that I feel from people even viewing my stories it's just like that's that's the way that it is and that's okay but when that takes over my life when it becomes like it's feeling unhealthy I need to pause and take a step back and really my intention with this too is to show you that your business can still keep thriving your social media can still keep thriving you can still keep thriving if you take a break from social media you will still be relevant you are still a human you're still going to exist on this earth if you take a break if you deactivate your accounts if no one can search you anymore you still matter, you're still relevant. And it's really interesting to see too, like who you stay connected to. I already know exactly who I'm going to stay connected to and who I'm not going to when I get off social media. It's just reality of it is, is when we don't give ourselves access to social media, we are in touch with so many less people. And think about it too, we're living the world around in the world around us with our five senses only, what we can see in this moment. Like if I'm reading, I'm holding a book and reading one word at a time. I'm not like scrolling, 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 swipe, 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 reading 10 quotes in five fucking seconds and not even reading all the way through it and like not even remembering what I just read. I'm like actually present with the stimulus that my eyes or my ears or my mouth or whatever I'm taking in is consuming I'm I'm in my body and I'm present with it because I'm not so my my attention isn't so fragmented with social media and all of the I don't know like distractions that it comes with but yeah I hope that that clears the air of why I'm getting off. Um, Those sheets literally describe my life as much as I have been putting on a show for you Um, (laughs) that I'm like thriving and sober and happy and whatever. Like I feel like I show my authenticity and vulnerability on Instagram, but it's only a fraction of what you see. Behind closed doors, 
I'm not a peach a lot of the time and my roommate can attest to this. I'm like so fucking irritable and on my last straw constantly and that's why I numbed out. Like that's why I smoked weed every day was to push my entire self under the rug basically and now all those parts are out to play because I can't get high but I'm still pushing it down with social media and like covering my blind spots even more than I don't know I'm just ignoring my blind spots I can feel my soul has been longing to feel connected to myself for a long time to be able to completely give my energy to myself to allow myself and welcome in the discomfort of not posting of moving through waves of fear and anxiety that come up and be able to sit with all parts of myself it's truly going to feel like a withdrawal social media is a drug and so so it's going to be really hard, but I just need to take this time for me, this chapter of my life to live for myself and really use this chapter to heal for me. Some chapters I'm ready to give to others. That was like a beautiful chapter that I just went through and now I'm ready to give back to myself. And in order to do that, I need to get quiet and listen. This is really like the most important, meaningful, deep work that I can do for myself right now because there's a version of me that is longing to shine so brightly and feel like I want to feel that within myself, to feel feel confident in the way that I express myself, not just come off that way, to be so connected to my intuition. And I can't do that when I'm constantly keeping up with and comparing on Instagram. And it's not even like I'm comparing with the Instagram models who are perfect. Yeah, it is partially that. And I've even been doing more body checking lately, like looking at myself in the mirror, looking at my cellulite, my rolls. Um, I've been skipping meals more, like all of my practices that I've worked so hard on are starting to slip and I feel like I'm losing myself and so I need to find myself in myself I need to reconnect within the things that really trigger me are some of my friends who are living a similar lifestyle as me grinding doing the social media side hustle who seem hotter cuter trendier cooler more confident more sexy more sure of themselves that's the shit that eats me alive like it's to the point where so honestly I compare myself a lot to you okay sorry I will go on her fucking page and look at her outfits and be like how can I put this outfit together like I I can't even believe I'm saying this but it's true certain people Sophie is one of my biggest role models and like I don't praise her it's not like oh my god I'm her biggest fan like she's genuinely one of my best friends but I just love what she's doing so much and her and I are so different in so many ways but also so similar but like the differences because I'm not focusing on myself and like not taking the time back for myself I'm letting that negatively affect me instead of inspire me and I'm like getting down on myself for the style that I don't have for the things I'm not buying for the ways I'm not showing up for the boyfriend that I don't have like it's just I don't want to say pathetic because then I'm judging myself but that's what I feels that's what it feels like and I fucking hate feeling like this so I need to take some action and get the fuck off Instagram and give myself a minute to breathe. Not just Instagram, but everything so that I stop comparing on social media. It's like 80% social media, probably 20% or maybe even less in person. You know, when you see someone super happy in a relationship, snuggling and holding hands like at the park today or on my walk today, I'm like, fuck. Why don't I have that? Like someone else's wins are my losses and that's not how I want to be. I just want to love my life and be cool with where I'm at where I'm at and be grateful because when that happens, when you get into that energetic alignment, when you start to level the fuck up and like really focus in on and purify your energy, that's when magic happens. That's when shit comes to you because you don't need that shit. You're secure, you're happy, you're loving, and that's when you attract the things that you actually want the most. When you finally shift into that space of like, you know, I could take it or leave it. I'm good here guarantee you that's when shit's going to turn around for me. I guess to summarize, I've just really been avoiding the part of myself that doesn't want to be alone. It feels like I'm shoving this monster within myself in a closet and just locking the door. I need to open this door. I need to connect to the parts of myself that don't need to be avoided. I need to hold myself. I need to transform. I shouldn't even say need. I desire 
to hold myself and transform these parts of myself into something that I love because I really don't think the monster that I'm locking away is that scary. Once I sit with myself, I'm like, oh, that's all it was. It really wasn't that bad. I guess I want to just feel like I'm okay with who I am and not put on a show all the time or do things for other people even when it's totally crossing a boundary for me. The way that that could show up for me is even when I do come back on not posting as much. My style could change. How I share could change. Who knows, but whatever it is, it's going to be my soul song. What truly wants to be heard. And just know that you can expect from me when I do come back, like trails are going to be a blazing and I will have a very intentional purpose for showing up whenever I do show up and start posting again. Who knows what season two will look like, but I'm really grateful for you for listening and for sticking around uh, for all of season one. I can't even believe this is a real thing. I can't even believe I sit in my room and rant until 10 p.m. and you listen to it. Like what? That It's such an honor for me. And some of you, even with me not posting an episode last week, were like, oh, I missed the episode this week. And that breaks my heart because I'm like, now I'm going to ditch you for a month. What do I do when you when I don't post content for a month? Like what the fuck? But you're going to be okay. There's plenty of other podcasts to listen to. Um, If we're tight on the gram or like if I'm personally connected to you you can always text me and I can FaceTime during this month off so that's how I'm going to stay connected to a lot of my friends and I think I'm just going to be able to really deepen the relationships that I do have and I'm truly excited about that I hope that all of this blabber made sense because I feel like I covered a lot, but for me, it all connects together. I'm sure I'm going to lay in bed tonight and be like, oh, I wish I said this too. That would have really tied everything together. But for now, I feel like that's what my brain has to say. Thank you for being a part of this journey. I I can't even say, like, thank you is an understatement. So just know how much I love each and every one of you. It's so wild to me to think that every single number of listens is actually a human clicking play and listening to my words. And some of you who have sent me DMs and been like, hey, just remember, like, people are out here listening. I'm out here listening or I love your podcast. And it's people that I would never fucking guess are listening. It's so cool. It's so cool. So just Thank you and can't wait to come. Well, I shouldn't even say that. (laughs) It's not true. It's not like I can't wait to come back. I'm really excited for this time off and just to really be able to be with myself and not feel the pressure to create and face my envy and jealousy in the fucking face and see what comes through for me because I'm really doing this for my inner child and for my future self. I really want to create long-term happiness and attract healthy, secure relationships. Like that's, there's nothing I want more. And so I just feel like this pressing need and this desire and this opportunity to do that for myself right now. And I have a beautiful, safe, sacred space to do this because I'm not in a relationship because I'm doing, I'm at the place that I'm at. I just feel really blessed to be able to prioritize myself right now. Um, I guess the last thing I'll wrap up with is virtual groups are still happening. Doors are closed as far as like entering um, and being able to fill out the Google Forms and get the link access and passwords. But if you have already gotten the link and the password sent to you before, I'm going to be sending out one last email this week for the link and the password. Um, If you're already on the list, there will be virtual hangouts every Sunday in June. So we're taking the last Sunday of May off. And then my friends Sarah and Abby will be leading every other week. Um, And then hopefully my plan is, well, not hopefully, I'll say my plan is at least to be back for the virtual groups in July, if not the podcast and social media and all the things. I would say like I'll miss you guys and I will because I do talk to a lot of you, but... (laughs) I think the majority of it is like I'm going to miss feeling connected to you guys by sharing my shit. (laughs) And that's so selfish for me to say. It's like, I'm going to miss you guys. But like, what am I missing? I'm talking to myself here. Like, am I really going to miss you guys or am I missing getting attention from you guys? Oh, God, I think I need to get off now. Okay, love you. Thank you so much. Let's celebrate season one, celebrating you. And I forgot to say this too. If you want to go off social media, 
I highly recommend you do it with me. Deactivate for a month. Go offline. Challenge yourself. Feel what it feels like. It's great timing with the Mercury retrograde and the lunar eclipse and all the energy that's going on in the sky. A lot of the things that I had to share are very relevant for what's going on astrologically. So, okay, I'm done now. Bye. Love you. Thank you. XOXO Gossip Gale. (laughs) 